Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Emergency podcast. I'm Trash Can Cream Cheese Conradinho Conrad, also known as Jim. I'm here with Hollywood Heartbreak Kid Heath Pierce. Charlie Davies, nowhere to be seen. He probably doesn't like the fact that he has somebody now coming to the States and Leo Messi that's going to compete for the number of properties that he has and yachts and all this type of stuff. So I think he might be a little bitter at the moment. That's why Chuck is not going to be with us. But Heath Pierce, Leo Messi's coming to Major League Soccer. He's going to enter Miami unbelievable we're gonna have james bench joining us to give some insight as well and uh wow i don't even know what to say i mean you've heard this rumor for a long time Mm -hmm. but now it's being realized and i really want to unpack this on a a lot of different levels because i think there's the playing perspective there's the business perspective and then there's a personal perspective and i think there's a lot to unpack in all three of those but what are your initial thoughts oh i think it's incredible I, i and again we are still speculating, but based on what we're reading, it seems pretty, pretty well kind of done and dusted. And so some of the things that I'm reading about just in terms of the creative ways in which we are trying to get him here, because look, Saudi are going big on the 2030 World Cup bid, and they're making big splashes to create uh, brand ambassadors, uh, ambassadors for 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 their opportunities and so to compete with that is almost impossible right uh, when you're playing with that kind of money but from what i'm understanding i'm really excited to see some of the, the 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 different pieces similar to what we saw with the beckham deal way back when that was connected to so many other things about driving growth of the league and relevance of the sport that uh this it, it, this makes me really excited about about where things are going i mean obviously not ideal on the worst team in the league but uh for that market <laughs> Um, <laughs> it, it uh, not, uh, you like, know, shame on like whoever those, thinks they're going to win immediately. Uh, it, it sounds like one of those challenges, like, like, oh, well, you know, Diego Maradona went to Napoli in the mid eighties and helped them win their first ever Scudettos. You know, Messi's never done that. He's always played on the best teams, played at Barcelona, played at PS, PSG. Yeah. And now with Argentina, finally won his world cup, but can he do it 
with Inter Miami, the worst team in ML. Can oh, yeah. he come over and do it? Like, that's the challenge. And if he can, that would be pretty remarkable. How, I, I would be, uh, it, it would be up there in terms of competition. How quick is Neville when when they win a supporter shield and an MLS Cup going to be like, yeah, but like, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I never got, <laughs> I never got these kinds of tools to work with. You know what I mean? Like, I got well, suspended well, for breaking all the transfer policies uh, within the league, and now they're going and just making new transfer policies uh, for this player, and they're just giving him like. You know, well, literally sand and water that no one can own to be like, here, we're going to build you an island in the ocean. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I mean, I guess when you have someone as generational and arguably the best player of all time in the game, you're going to try to figure out a way to make that happen. And from what we understand, obviously, he's going to get his MLS salary. Apparently, there is going to be very similar to what David Beckham got. There's going to be stakes and ownership. I don't think that can be allowed to exist while he's a player, but it can be written into his contract for after he's finished. Mm -hmm. He's going to get a cut of Apple TV stuff, which, okay, I'd be in on that. I mean, he's probably going to drive a ton of subscriptions to MLS season pass, so he should get a mutually cut of that. Beneficial, mutually beneficial, mutually beneficial though, for the record. Yeah. And then, and then with Adidas, he's been an Adidas athlete his whole career, and they want to they want to make sure that he comes over to the U.S. and helps build and continues to build. Uh, this league and what Adidas is doing in North America and globally, of course. And so, so you have all these, this, this package. And I wonder that uh, that's one angle of it, right? He can see, and he's talked about playing in the U S before, like he, at some point he wanted to play in the U S he's mentioned that in the past. So you can see all these positive benefits for him coming over. Great. So, so not a big surprise that all these entities are involved to try to lure over Apple TV plus just announced yesterday. They're going to do a documentary around Messi. sounds like they maybe laid some foundation there. They're like, Hey, maybe come over to the league and Hey, maybe we can continue to work together in a positive yeah. way. So you have that going on. And I wonder though, as to the, the now let's get into the personal. Obviously Barcelona seemed like they were out. Let's look at his options. He could have gone back to Barcelona. His dad mentioned that that him and Leo would, would like to go back to Barcelona. Obviously, spent so much time. There's so much success. And he really feels like that's his home. But because of financial fair play, because of the financial restrictions that La Liga put on Barcelona, Barcelona was going to have to tap dance in a way that wasn't real. So so they, they were out. Saudi Arabia was offering him four or five hundred million a year. That is ridiculous. But. I don't think MLS could match that, even with Apple and, and Adidas sprinkling their, their magic fairy mm -hmm. dust into this whole thing. But the potential to have a longer run in the U.S., I think, has to be enticing. Plus, when you look at it from a family perspective, wouldn't you much rather live in Miami than anywhere in Saudi Arabia? I'm pretty unequivocally going to say yes, 100%. So, so there's so many different ways and tethers, I think, to, to why Miami was, was the best choice for him. And... I'm not surprised that of his options that he ended up coming here, obviously Barcelona would have been number one, but it just couldn't work out realistically. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, there's, there, I mean, there's so many factors at play here, but whatever MLS, Apple, Adidas are going to put together is going to be more than enough. I don't know what it's like to go like, well, do I want the 400 million offer or the 500 million offer? But when you think about <laughs> a lifetime and a quality of life and something that goes on bigger and beyond yourself, Yes, Saudi would be uh, transactional for a couple of years, and you'd be part of everything there or, or required to be part of all of the things heading towards 2030 and, and what they're trying to accomplish as, as a country, growing and, and becoming more progressive. But but here, again, there's, there's a lot more at play, closer to home, closer to family, closer to a, a market that you can be impactful of, ownership, 
uh, all of those types of things, I think really play into it uh, and, and make a big difference. Uh, I think, or, or deciding factors is, is almost, I'm almost shocked to see uh, MLS fight play uh, fight fire with fire, which, which, which I think is incredible being able to put together a compelling package for somebody that, that, you know, can have anything at this point, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, going to be fascinating. Also, I think we should take into consideration that Argentina's national team is opening a training center here in the States, just happens to be in South Florida. <laughs> uh, the Copa America in 2024 happening in the States. The 2026 World Cup happening in the States. So so to have, building up, I guess, some of that, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Messi in particular needs that kind of reputation runway, right? To, to roll out the red carpet. Look at, hey, not only am I going to be at Miami, I'm going to be here playing for my national team it, it, very, very soon over these two major tournaments. But I do think it does help continue to build and elevate his brand in this country. I thought that was interesting. Plus, Tata Martino, who was his former coach at Barcelona and uh, and obviously he has a strong relationship with. I think they crossed over in Argentina. Now I feel like my brain's getting all muddled there. But but he might be taking over at Inter Miami as well. So mm -hmm. it, there's there's a lot to to unpack. And, and uh, I, we're going to get into what that means for Inter Miami as a club in a little bit. But I want to bring on James Bench. James Bench, come on the show, big guy. He never, he never, uh, never. It was like, what? the way you introduced him was like waving him on, you know, which is like, come, yeah. come like, into like the studio, like, uh, yeah. I'm waving him on. James Bench never, uh, never misses the opportunity to take a shot at uh, us Americans when he can. Yeah, well, it, it's great. I, I, can't wait. This <laughs> I can't wait to see how he weaves in, how poor yeah. the U.S. men's national team is or our U-20s were, uh, considering Argentina didn't even make it, but they got the host. Somehow you can weave right. that into the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do that, Bench? And also, why don't you take shots at us? It's the Americans' fault that Le <laughs> the Leeds got relegated. So, so yeah. there's a whole bunch for you to unpack. But what? Uh, tell us what you know about this, this Leo Messi deal. Yeah, I mean – what do, what do we know? Still <laughs> waiting for official word, kind of from on the inter, inter Miami side. It sounds like as well as from Messi's people, but it's pretty clear that's the way it's heading. And and what's really interesting for me is I've kind of been plugged into this deal more at the uh, Saudi Arabian end, and wrote. I was right. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. By the way. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. By the way. How how are those how are those live golf tournaments treating you? Right? You, get, you getting free tickets to those? I, too, think my, I think my handicap is like a disabled parking space. Um, having spoken to sort of people that were close to to that side of the deal, I mean, kind of what I was reporting was Al Hilal expect a, a decision by the end of the week. So I guess that was right. But kind of what I was hearing privately was they thought this was done that Messi was in the bag. Um, just written this for for dot com as well that um, there was there were private jets ready one in Barcelona for George one in Paris for Lionel to take Messi to Riyadh tonight to sign this deal until the till minutes before the, you know the news broke uh, you know I was hearing from people in Saudi Arabia we've got him we we know he's coming to Saudi Arabia it now seems that's that's not the case I mean. I think they knew that, look, you know, you guys there were talking through what, what MLS can offer. I think from a Saudi perspective, it was a little bit more simplistic. It was, here's a billion euros coming <laughs> in a few years. Pick your club, pick your teammates, do whatever, <laughs> billboards and kick a football around. Um, I understand why that would be very persuasive. I guess it's totally up to, uh, it's totally up to, to Messi, where, you know, 
I, I don't have that level of money. I don't know what his his thoughts and feelings were. But also, I know this is a uh, messy reaction and all that, but I can certainly tell you uh, Saudi Arabia's response to this is going to be, Heath, I know this is your response to any setback as well. Just spend your feelings. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a PIF delegation in London. They're throwing well, money at Kante, Gundogan, Riyad Mahrez. Um, yeah, they're going to go buy Barcelona. They're going to go buy. They're going to go buy Barcelona and be like, "You're not welcome back here anymore." I, you know? like, considering what they've just done to the PGA Tour, someone did jokingly say to me, "Well, what about if they just buy MLS and then they say, right, Leo, we're going to teach you a lesson for for disobeying us, disobeying our demands.'" Phil Neville's back on the coaching staff. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, a lot of disappointment in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean, do, do you do you think that uh do you I mean cuz it's very rare that that we live in a world where where you you have the sort of this negotiation coming down to the wire, right? Usually we find out later on, oh, it's been decided for a while now and whatever. But this does feel like there is a little bit of a tug of war because we are dealing with such astronomical scenarios that the three of us can't even begin to comprehend how you weigh those, right? How do you weigh a billion euros versus, you know, ownership and equity and uh, cost of living or a quality of life versus like, I, and again, I don't know if Messi's going to have a good quality of life for a good while in Miami when he gets there, right? In terms of like yeah. enjoying himself. Like Thierry was in New York. He had a pretty quiet life there. Uh, and, and we're talking about somebody on a completely different planet in terms of stardom. I don't know if you'll enjoy it, but there are other factors that that I, I can't even begin to go like, do I pick A or pick B? Because like, you know, that's like, I can't understand it. So, so can I do some live reporting? Please. Yeah. This has just come to me from someone on one of the Saudi Pro League teams. Um, I'm not going to read it out verbatim. Is it Cristiano? <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. He's having a great time. He absolutely That's cool that you WhatsApp yeah. with yeah. absolutely his Amazing. first choice. Cristiano is going to he's going to he's definitely going to tweet and be like, "Yeah, he wouldn't have beat me here anyway, you know what I mean? Coward, afraid afraid <laughs> yeah. for the afraid for the heads up match, you know." <laughs> so, we are all aware, of course, that Lionel Messi's a uh, tourist. Uh, he's a he's a tourism ambassador, whatever you want to call it, for Saudi Arabia. He's paid an awful lot of money to do that. It's one of the many reasons that the Saudis thought he's not going to say no. Um, there is already, I think, quite a lot of disquiet within, and this is, you know, this is what people are telling me, quite a lot of disquiet that the idea that Messi couldn't live in Saudi Arabia is what ultimately swung it. If you, if you are paid a lot of money by Saudi Arabia to talk about how wonderful it is to spend time in Saudi Arabia, you just can't keep that deal if someone says, would you like to come and live in Saudi Arabia for a billion euros? And you say, no, I couldn't do that. My suspicion is they would have been fairly chill if Barcelona had found a way to get him back for a year. Like This is a snub because, I mean, MLS is a better league than Pro League. I said a nice thing for once. But mm -hmm. like... If the Pro League gets the players it wants, maybe it's not come next season. And, you know, they have this great plan of Benzema on one team, Messi on the other, Ronaldo on the other. Like, it, you know, it's, it, it, it does seem like it's come down to living circumstances. Yeah. So he's going to have a lot but, of but angry... Benj, I'm, I'm going to say this. If he was coming to MLS and going to the middle of the country, per se, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Salt Lake City, 
with all due respect and love for us everybody in Salt Lake City. Hey, that's the that's the Mountain West, Jimmy. That's Listen, not the it, it's beautiful. At certain times <laughs> of the year, it's 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 breathtaking, right? If you get up to uh, some of the areas where you can go skiing and all that good stuff. But what I'm saying is, you go to like a, a not a destination that's as desirable as Miami, Benj. Benj, it's all happening on South Beach. And I've been. Are- I was I was mobbed on South Beach, by which I mean <laughs> someone came up to me and said, "Are you James Benj?" <laughs> There you go. Did you sign an autograph? No. No. They said I hate you. Next time, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) So so there's just something about Miami. Obviously, it has a different pulse and a different uh, vibe to it. And and he already has property in the area. And and obviously, it's it's thriving with a lot of Argentinians that that live there. And it it, it, obviously the the I think this is what was sold to David Beckham and and Zlatan at some point in Thierry. Like you can help build something special here in this country. And this would just be another step in the right direction. So I could see why he d- decided to go with with Miami over anywhere else, right? Even Barcelona in some ways, even though they couldn't foot the bill at this point. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. In the end, I think, you know, Georges Messi, it sounds like from being kind of doing some reporting around this, and I'm not, you know, I'm no Messi ace. I'm not Fabrizio. I'm not plugged into the Messi camp. But it does sound like Messi is very good at Messi's father is very good at convincing all parties that they are really valuable, that they are the ones that you know. And, and you know, yes, Leo's talking to Inter, he's talking to to Al Hilal, but he really wants you. Um, I think probably both clubs know deep down he wanted Barcelona because with Barcelona the other options are always on the table. And I guess the kind of thing I would leave on is. Is Saudi Arabia totally off the table? No. I mean, is Messi... We don't know this yet. If this Messi contract is two years, it sounds like it will be longer, but, you know, he could be out after two years. He could be anything. It, again, it sounds like he won't go to Barcelona straight away. Um, I'm intrigued as to how that how that changes over time and whether... You know, everyone says David Beckham was a brilliant ambassador for, for MLS, but he did leave quite often, didn't he? And um, I wonder... I don't know. You guys know so much better than me, but I do wonder if that a time comes. Thank when, you uh, for admitting that, James. We appreciate that. <laughs> it's the only it's take, I don't know how many show that. appearances it's taken you to say that, but we, uh, we that's a good, it. it's a good out for me. Isn't it? <laughs> and uh, yes, we're going to hook you right now. James Benj, everybody. Thank you. Leave on that high note. Thank you so much for your time and uh, have fun continuing to WhatsApp with all your Saudi live golf fan friends and, and mm. Cristiano Ronaldo in particular, but James Benj, uh, doing the good work for us, getting all that incredible insight. We're going to take our first break of In Soccer We Trust. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Messi, uh, and it's going to be awesome, so don't go anywhere. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is 
still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Welcome back to It's Soccer My Trust. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Hollywood Heath Pierce. And Heath, I have a question for you before we uh, kind of dive into the ripple effects or potential ripple effects of Messi and MLS. And this question is, what's your favorite moment of Leo Messi's in the Champions League? Oh man, yeah, uh, I I I do have a couple. So I, I would say my 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 favorite one is when he did Boateng on the dribble, where his legs oh, got locked so up nice. and he just went down yeah. like you know, like the fish getting caught type of thing. I thought that was like a that's rare thing at that. That's speed. an all timer. Yeah. Um, there was another one. I think it was against Arsenal, uh, where he got in behind the goalkeeper, clipped it up over them. It was 2011, maybe it wasn't Arsenal, um, but it was an incredible. Gets in behind the goalkeeper, flicks it up over him, and then and then volleys it in with that type of pace skill at the age that he was then. Just, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, I could go on all day about, like, specific ones that stood out where, you know, I've got a few goals from my favorite player, that is Thierry Henry, but I've got, a like, 100 in my head of Messi because I just, we all lived through it, uh, watching, like, time and time and time again that spectacular feats. Real Madrid, 2000. 10 or 11 where he dribbled three, four guys scored with his right foot. Um, yeah. No, for, for me, those are good choices for me. And maybe this is my inner center back coming through, going through this lens and perspective and how I see life ultimately, but his header against Manchester United in the champions league final, which is, he's a little guy. He's what five, seven. He yeah. is cute as a button five, seven. And somehow he gets up and heads one back across goal off of a cross was just so unlike him. For for especially when they have big, tall, lumbering center backs, uh, to for him to find that space, for him to, I just just score a header. You just don't see it very often, and I always thought that stood out for me. And again, that's me channeling my inner center back. But uh, fair play, that was a they won that that trophy, and and I remember United going up one zero, I believe, and and then it was all one way traffic after that. Once I kind of unlocked uh, Barcelona's like yeah. inner desire to win that one, anyway. And that was the last time I think that maybe Pep Guardiola won the Champions League until potentially this upcoming final, which you can watch on Paramount Plus, Manchester City versus Inter Milan. Also, we say all this, we ask you that question because due to popular demands, UEFA are giving you a final chance to win your limited edition UCL Elite Futs 23 kit. Finners, winners, and finners will also receive a digital copy of the FIFA 23 video game. Time is running out, everybody. TikTok, TikTok. So make sure to enter now at uefa.com slash elite. And for the YouTube audience, if you are watching this right now, scan the QR code at the top right corner to enter. All right. So, Heath, let's let's get back into Messi to MLS. Because as we learned with David Beckham when he came over, which was we were both playing in the league, or we were you were playing. I don't know if you were in the league at that point. But you could feel it being a watershed moment. It made the league a water cooler topic. The casual fan, people that weren't even paying attention were like, wow, do you see David Beckham coming to the Galaxy? And all of a sudden, everybody became experts on whether David Beckham would work in the league. And that's a good thing, right? Everybody having an opinion on something that's happening within U.S. soccer's, uh, any of the leagues in U.S. soccer. So now with Messi, and I should say that ushered in a new mm -hmm. era of designated players, players that you could pay outside of the salary cap, pay them any amount of money that you want. And that rule is still in place. So that's a lasting impact of David Beckham, which I think, and also behind the scenes, and I think I've talked about this before on the pod, but the things that he did behind the scenes in terms of leveling up the professionalism, like just in ways that we were treated in the locker room, uh, 
the ways that we were flying, the ways that the and, and even in terms of the amount of per diem, we were, I mean, everything leveled up. Beckham's like, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. And Tim Laiwiki, who was basically running point for the Galaxy at that point, said, yeah, we'll fix all that. <laughs> and Laiwiki went into, and this is just me speculating, but but putting all the pieces together over many years, Laiwiki basically said, we got to start to you know level up this whole thing. And I think a lot of owners were ready to, and maybe some weren't, but it's, it, moved, it moved everything forward. And now what I, I think is going to happen with Leo Messi, Heath, is that I've seen Messi play... 20 plus times in person. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that is me flexing today. I got the chance to play against him. Mm-hmm. He's someone that is, that does walk around a lot, but, but he walks around and he draws three people towards him. So it's ultimately helping his team because he, he draws so much attention. The problem is if you don't have players that know how to exploit that space. And then after a couple passes, Messi can then drift into those gaps to get the ball. Messi's going to not have probably the impact that some people might think that he will. He still needs to be surrounded by great supporting players. So it makes me wonder that are the rules going to change so that Miami can have a little bit more of a, of a balanced roster and to have more depth so that Messi can be surrounded by better players. Because right now, as the salary cap and as the roster rules stand, I think that's kind of hard to do in the league. You can have, what, those three, four, five guys based on the DP stuff. And you can maybe manipulate different ways to get around the EP rules, like we've seen with Chiellini and Gareth Bale with LAFC most recently. But you still have to get that that middle part of your roster solid, especially if you want to compete mm-hmm. in competitions. You're going to have you have to be much much deeper. So I'm kind of curious to see where the league goes next, especially as it pertains to salary and roster rules. Yeah, I, and I mean, if if we were looking at like, oh, I'm announcing in a year and a half, I'll be there. You'd have time to play with your roster in a way that could bit like sort of bring him in and hit the ground running based on how you want to be able to play. The biggest issue with the structure is that you kind of get what you got, right? You've got guaranteed contracts, you've got options, you've got uh, you know salary cap issues. You a new coach will ultimately inherit whatever uh, detrimental. Uh, decisions have been made, uh, which which isn't a bad thing. Uh, I mean, it is a bad thing if you want to get the result. We want to get the most out of Messi. Um, so I do think, and look, I think we're entering a new era. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even not even speculate, but like Please. create new rules on on the way that no, it works. But I, I do new think that we're rules, new. I mean, rules, I do think rules. that we are. <laughs> I do think that when you think about this, don't you want to not like Inter Miami because they went and got Messi and six other big stars, and all of a sudden. Uh, became this dominant force. Don't you want to not like them so much that you'll watch them every single week? Like, isn't that the whole, isn't that like a product that you would love? I would love that, right? I would love for them to be, or somebody to be the first club that 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 we change all the rules and the club takes advantage of those rules. And I don't, I, I, say, I say this all the time. Jimmy, I'm not a fan of Man City. I watch Man City play every weekend. Right. Because right. the product and what they do, and if they fall short, they fail, and if they win, it's entertaining, um, and that's with my, my Arsenal finishing second. Like I, I, I do think it would be great to enter into that era with a player like, like Messi, then the judgment be, well, let's see him do it with an MLS side. You know, Let's see him do it with what he's got, and those types of things being, being um, you know, outside of the business stuff. He, you give him a striker, and I, you give him the top striker, and I think they'll be just fine. Um, but yeah, well, well there I, are I, rumors. Yeah. Well, having Tata Martino potentially come in would be a boon for, for inter Miami in a lot of different ways. One, he's already had success in MLS with Atlanta. He knows how the league works. He knows how to take advantage. That might not be the best way to phrase it uh, of 
the roster rules, and, and it's just not going to be a foreign concept to him, right? Sometimes we've seen foreign managers come in and they're like, what the hell is going on? But he'll have a, obviously a very good understanding, and you bring Messi in. Messi's very familiar with Tata Martino. It's really a perfect match in a lot of different ways for the club and for the player. And that's Sergio Busquets. This is his last time. Last season, he's retiring or finishing his, his career at Barcelona. He's going to be free. That's a player that's already been linked to Inter-Miami prior to Messi signing. So you bring in a familiar player in the spine of the team who can kind of control the other players and joystick them a little bit, and someone that knows how to get Messi the ball in good spots. So if you start to put those pieces in place, and obviously Messi comes onto the team, and you're going to get elevated performances from everybody else. Rodolfo Pizarro might actually score a couple goals. You know what I mean? That's one of their DPs who never scores, even though he was uh, he's paid a lot of money to score. So, so yes, I think that uh, you know rising tides lifts all boats, and, and Messi's definitely going to help them. But I wonder at what point because we've seen it with others. Thierry Henry jumps out at me, and I know you got to play with him, so you can speak to this a lot more expertly than I. But he would get frustrated with the the, the type of talent that was around. He'd throw up his arms a lot. I've and, seen Rick, Ricky, Ricky Pooch do the same thing, and he's 23 years old, right? Just seeing, like, it is another world in terms of the quality. And I'm not saying there's this gigantic gap between La Liga uh, or, 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 or Ligue 1 between MLS. I'm talking about... PSG and Barcelona between the players that they're training with, right? That's not, right, it's right. not league to league. It's the fact that you are playing on super teams and that is a different, but again, that's going to elevate the quality around them. And it's going to elevate, like you said, everything that happens around the club. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm an Inter-Miami player, I'm so excited about the way I'm going to travel, the way I'm going to eat, you know, like everything is going <laughs> to, anything that I complained about is going to be handled now, but it's going to be a, a, a circus. And it doesn't matter whether or not he wins a championship in MLS because nobody knows the length of his contract. It's going to change things forever. And I think it's, again, him coming is the perfect excuse for the league as a business to go, this is our window to go and take some chances, do things a little bit differently, push the game forward, advance some thoughts that we've been like thinking of in terms of mechanisms, in terms of rosters, in terms of, you know, all of these things. It's an incredible opportunity to be able to to move things forward in a way that that everybody benefits. Yeah, it's all it's going to be a net positive, uh, I think. And I think to your point and to what I was saying before about David Beckham, not only will it benefit Inter Miami, I think it's going to ultimately benefit a lot of the players in the league. And 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 I think that uh, ultimately is a good thing. Now, what's interesting is that Caesars Sportsbook has said odds wise now that Leo Messi's been linked, their their odds of winning MLS Cup moved from 200 to 1 to 100 to 1 overnight. We should also mention that there are some rumors out there that Luis Suarez, who is very close to Leo Messi and his family, has a release clause in his contract with Gremio in Brazil. He might be able to come to Inter as well. And Jordi Alba also will not be with Barcelona next season. And he's very close to Leo Messi and had tremendous success with him at Barcelona. If you could add Jordi Alba and Busquets, and Messi, and Luis Suarez. Yeah, they're on the wrong side. I mean, they might as well be in an over-35 league at this point, but that would be pretty cool to see all that uh, happen and to see how motivated they would be, right? I, I you, think You get them without it, DP contracts, right? That's like, right, I'm that's moving to Miami, quality of life. I'll come do it. My family wants to live there anyway. We're probably moving there. Uh, and so, the like, future, I'll join right? the club. Yeah, yeah. So, it it's... <laughs> there's a lot... There's a lot to unpack with this particular move, and and... Uh, I'm very curious to see when he's going to start because U.S. Open Cup is tonight. Inter-Miami are heading to Birmingham to, to get into it. And this game, you can watch on the Golasso Network. 
8 p.m. Eastern. So Birmingham against Inter Miami. And now I feel like there's a ton of pressure on Javi Morales, the interim coach of Inter Miami, to go and get a result here because that would give them an opportunity to continue to move on. And, and maybe Messi's first game is in a U.S. Open Cup final on September 27th. Sick. Sick. Would be sick. So then you got the League's Cup starting and there's a lot going on. So I, uh, I wonder when this happens and it becomes official when his start date is going to be announced. And that might actually be the holdup at this point because it's being reported by everybody that he's coming to enter Miami. Maybe they're just waiting to figure out when he wants to start and maybe he's trying to... <laughs> okay, guys, he's like in the WhatsApp group. Okay, mm. WhatsApp group. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm going to Miami. Who's coming with me? And Busquets is like, I'm in. And then mm. Jordi Alba's like, I'm in. Luis Suarez is like, just give me a month to figure it out or whatever. And, and that might just take some time. Maybe they want to do, you know, multiple announcements or, or just want to get everything locked in. But uh, how sick would that be to see him in an open cup game? That would be so awesome. I would love that. Have it be a debut. I mean, it'd probably end up performing better than Vela did in the final of uh, CONCACAF Champions League. You know what I mean? Like, uh, is that too soon? Uh, uh, too soon. Too uh, soon. By the way, Vela's not looking all that fit when I see him uh, these days. Uh, Has he ever looked all that fit, though? I mean, physically, I mean, yeah. I mean, he he like he looks he looks he's bigger now. No, I just think that he's like you know probably you know it's tough to keep going and going and going and going. And uh, he's got that disposable income, eating good, living good. <laughs> so so right now it's looking like, or what we're hearing is that Messi's first game with Inter Miami would be July twenty first in the League's Cup, and that game would be against Cruz Azul. And I assume those tickets are going to be legitimate money. Uh, right now, they're going for 500 each. We're throwing up a, a graphic right now. That is going to be $500 wow. each. Dude, if August, I was... If, well, this is the August 26th game against the Red Bulls. That's at Red Bull Arena. Excuse me. This is just in New York. Red Bull Arena, the games against my, Inter Miami are already up to $500. Uh, and that's up in the, the top, top one. So that's, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be elevated. And actually, we told my daughters... Before we did the podcast, took him to school. Hey, Messi's coming to MLS. And, and they're like, oh, he's going to play for San Jose Earthquakes because that's the nearest MLS team. I'm like, no, no, no. He's not coming to San Jose. I'm, I regret to inform you. But into Miami, I don't know. I haven't looked at the calendar. But if he did come to San Jose, I could see those tickets being absolute bananas to, to try to go and see. And we saw that with David Beckham as well, which was just this huge, huge pop culture moment in some ways where right. you have one of the best or one of the most famous come to the league and it, and it makes it makes a difference so i i kind of what do you think it does before we get to our next break like what what do you think it does for the perception of the league moving forward oh i mean it, it, it's huge because mostly because of the intent right i i don't think i don't think what he does on the field matters at this point in his career he's still going to put on a show he's still going to put on mix he's still going to create his mixtapes but like I don't think that matters. Uh, and so I think for the league, the creative thinking around getting a deal done like this, I think is transformative for the league because it's three parties, if, if, if the reports are indeed correct, working together to bring a player into their league in a way that benefits everybody and the growth of 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 the league I, I, again I, I still i still run into people that talk about the beckham moment that are Same. sort of light soccer fans you know um as like the they first started paying attention when this happened you know um mm -hmm. it's like the mm -hmm. women winning world cups that's one it's beckham coming to the league that's two it drives me nuts that that's one of them but it is um and now with this one it, it, again it's a whole other 
uh, level that brings uh, exposure to the league. And again, I don't think that's enough for us to take that giant step, but I think it's the door opening to say, hey, if we want to be competitive in the U.S. landscape for sports, if we want to be a league that globally, we already have the global rights on Apple, if we want to be something that's a competitive or entertaining product, this is the first step in to becoming uh, you know, to, to a lot of these other ideas that we, I know we've discussed for a long time, but haven't had the right timing to do it. Yeah. I think the best way to probably sell this is that even the top athletes in every other sport in this country are going to be clamoring for tickets to go see Leo Messi mm -hmm. play in person. And I think, uh, that pretty much says everything. Yeah. LeBron James, like everybody's going to want a piece of Leo Messi when he comes over to the States, no matter what market he's in. And uh, it's going to have that type of impact. And I just wonder what the positive ripple effect is, or if there's going to be negative ones too, but I wonder what both of those are going to be moving forward. I just hope it continues to, to push the game in the right direction. And, and yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting dramatic here. We're going to take our second and last break of in soccer. Trust. When we come back, we'll talk a little open cup because we got two games tonight, as we mentioned before with inter Miami and Birmingham. And uh, some results last night that Heath and I both nailed on Monday's podcast. We're feeling pretty smart and good about ourselves. So do not go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, doing soccer. We trust Jimmy Conrad alongside Heath Pierce and not Charlie Davies, who is still a little sad that uh, Leo Messi is coming over to MLS because he's just not going to have as many houses and yachts and planes and everything else that Charlie has. He's going to mm -hmm. play second fiddle mm -hmm. to Leo I was going to drive Charlie, Charlie's... Uh you know, uh, value up with this house that's next to um, Tiger <laughs> Tiger Woods is on that island, uh, wherever that is, you know. So yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, but, you know, jealousy comes in all forms, Jimmy. It, does, you know, it comes in it all does. forms. You know, it on really one hand, does. it's a good real estate investment for him. On the other, uh, <laughs> you know, he's got to share. He's got to share space, traffic, the bridge getting off of his private island is going to be packed, and you know all that kind of stuff. The downsides of of being part of that club, you know. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see. If if uh, if and when Charlie can be best friends with Messi at some point. All right, let's talk about a U.S. Open Cup. As we mentioned, uh, Birmingham and Inter Miami are happening tonight on the Golasso Network. 8 p.m. Eastern is kickoff. This is the last USL team standing because Cincinnati beats the Pittsburgh Riverhounds 3-1 last night Boom. in one of the other quarterfinals, which we. Aren't surprised about Cincinnati have been in some great form and looked fantastic again last night. So some great goals in that game. And then the Houston Dynamo went to Chicago, Heath. And uh, yeah, even did. though they only had 34% possession, Don't clearly ben, ben Olsen is uh, figuring out a way to make them a very fluid and dynamic counterattacking team. They won 4-1 against Chicago. They're booking their ticket into the semifinal. And they're going to take on the winner of Real Salt Lake, who are hosting the LA Galaxy tonight we both had the galaxy i think in this one so we'll uh, see yeah we had galaxy i had galaxy losing to lafc obviously around before because i thought they'd put out a team but, you don't um, have to bring that up just let everybody yeah, yeah. of course yeah. we had the galaxy i've, got, I've got i've got galaxy in this one but i think i'm still on pace for my final um so that's good yeah like i had cincinnati in the final what'd you have in the final cincinnati i think i had houston houston uh cincinnati yeah wow look at you. if i get that right someone owes me oh like one of those clubs oh, needs to bring me in as a consultant you know what i mean <laughs> no joke no joke yeah. well just as a reminder we're back at it again tomorrow 1 p.m eastern 10 a.m pacific chuck davies will be with us so that'll be a lot of fun we'll get his thoughts on Messi and everything else we'll obviously break down all the open cup results and, and give you all the good stuff that you need to know surrounding u.s soccer including what's happening at camp for the U.S. Men's National Team as they prepare for the Nations League semifinal against Mexico. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you to check out my interview with Javier Chicharito 
Hernandez uh, on our YouTube channel only. It's an exclusive. Go over to our YouTube channel on Soccer We Trust. Guys, real zen these days. He's real zen these He's days. He's real zen. I mean, really, it was like, fun. you know, in a state of... Uh, in a state of meditation, you know, he centered, is. grounded. He seems uh, like he's got a yin yang. He's got a yin yang tattoo on his forearm now. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah, that's actually yep. true. But. <laughs> he's trying to find that balance in his life. Uh, Chicharito, yeah. super nice funny. I, I really yeah. love his sense of humor. So yeah. I don't know how much of that came out in the interview, but uh, anytime I get to talk to him off camera or in person, he always cracks me up. He's a, he's a he's a very Jimmy, good dude. Real quick on that before we close it out. Uh, what I like, what I what I've always liked about Chicharito is he seems to know. When you talk to him, uh, that you, obviously after you've done it a few times, it's different. But like you know that you played the game, and he'll say like you know what this, you know what it's yeah, like. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's kind that. of nice because a lot of people just talk and they don't ever actually break that wall down of being like, uh, who am I talking to? Would they, you know, like context wise, which is kind of you know a nice little touch. You know? He does. It, he's uh, he's very good butter at that. You which, which butter you up. Which butter you up? Does butter you up? And then and then maybe you have a hard question in your mind that you're going to ask or a softball, and you're like, I'll go with the softball. He's being really nice right now. I won't ask him about why the galaxy's terrible this season in the league, but doing pretty good in the Open Cup, even though I danced around that a little bit. Anyway, it's a great interview. I highly suggest you go check it out. And uh, hopefully we can have them back on again soon after they win the Open Cup. That's what they're yep. really shooting for right now because the playoffs look like a, a, a dream at this point. But yeah, what do you think he said his five points out of a playoff spot. Huh? I think they're farther out now. Well, it's six or seven now. But hey, uh, yeah, you know. well, three game winning streak and you're right back in it. That's the beauty yeah. of MLS. All right, we're done. Keith, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I want to wait and, and reserve any more thoughts. We bring Chuck on tomorrow. Again, our show is kicking off at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll go at it again then, and we'll get some insight from Chuck. We'll obviously have 24 more hours to get more insight on everything that is involved with this deal, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. So on behalf of Producer Dad's Producer Alex, Chuck, when he shows up, Heath Pierce, myself, Jimmy Trash Can, Cream Cheese, Conradino Conrad, also known as Jim, thank you for listening and supporting. It's Soccer We Trust. We'll see you tomorrow. Later.